Hey, On The Clock fans, you're listening to another episode with your hosts Raul Lascano and George Martinez as they square off and tackle all of today's hot topics in sports news, trends, current issues happening locally and nationally, as well as highlighting some of our local student athletes across the Sunshine State. Now, welcome your hosts, Raul Lascano and George Martinez. You're On The Clock. Hey, On The Clock fans, man, we got a great show for you today. Uh, a couple things we want to go over over the weekend. A lot of news coming out of college football. Big Ten looking to uh, cancel their season. Uh, so we have Power Five conferences talking cancellation. We also have the NBA. <laughs> we want to talk about TJ Warren going off on the Lakers. Uh, Damon Lillard beef with Paul George. And we want to tap into Draymond. Should he have got fined or not? Uh, joining the show today also, we have a very amazing young man. And I'm going to tell you, he's 13 years old, but you're not going to believe me. But we have Christian The Truth Jones, talking financial guru, uh, telling us how to go ahead and be uh, financially sound in 2020. We also have a very, very, very uh, special guest, Larry Bloomstein, who has a recruiting company who, who's been helping high school athletes get recruited for the last 50 years and has been doing it for free. It's an amazing show. You don't want to miss it. You're on the clock. So, George, what's going on, man? How are you doing, sir? How was your weekend? How's the family? Weekend was good, man. I'm tired. <laughs> Exhausted. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, man, we, uh, it was my father-in-law's, uh, 60th oh, happy, birthday on happy Friday. Birthday. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. So shout out to him and happy birthday to him. So we, uh, we went out to the beach for the last couple of days, hung out as a family, social distance, you know, had a couple of beers, that and that, the other, but it was, uh, it was a good time. Good, man. You know, exhausted because of course, you know, the kids now know how to swim. Right. So right. all they wanted to so you're do, chasing them. <laughs> all they wanted to do was swim in the pool the yeah. entire time. Money well no spent on those lessons. Yeah. Money well spent. <laughs> right. But it was a it, it was a good time. Everybody had a good time. Got a little tan in while I was there. Nice. How was uh How was your weekend? Man, it was good, man. I, for the second weekend in a row, which is an anomaly, I have been able to do nothing. So anybody that's a father understands how great that feels <laughs> to just be laying around. Uh, the biggest thing with me is, man, I've chose to not eat meat anymore. Um, wow. So, yeah. So today, Monday, August 10th, it's going to be day 12 of me not eating meat. Wow. How yeah. do you feel? I feel sluggish. <laughs> I feel <laughs> slow. I feel like I should be taking something for my brain power or whatever. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do this for three months. I want to. I got to lose 25 or more pounds. That's what I really, that's Let's my do goal. it, man. That's Let's my goal. do it. So other than that, man, everybody's good. Everybody's healthy. We're we're just kicking the kicking around the house, man. Uh, saw something in college football, man. Something that scared the crap out of me. Major. It cr- cr- scared the crap out of me. I read on ESPN, right? Power Five conferences talking about no fall football. Can you? I mean, could you imagine? Several sources on on and again, it's on ESPN. Uh, indicated the Big Ten presidents um, following a meeting on Saturday are ready to pull the plug. They're ready to pull the plug on fall sports this season. And uh, they wanted to gauge of other commissioners from university presidents uh, from Power Five conferences like the ACC, the Big 12, Pac-12, and SEC. They want to see if they fall in line and see if they agree with them, man. Uh, what do you? What does that mean for college football, bro? What do you think, man? That's that's insane if we if they're all done. That uh, that is crazy, right? It's crazy, and I mean, 2020 as a whole has already been a crazy year. <laughs> it really is. And it now, really you know, we're potentially looking at a fall with no sports, right. no football, at least college football, which I think if you polled 10 people, they probably tell you they prefer college football over regular football, right. regular NFL football for, for that matter. Absolutely. So in the Big Ten, I mean, they, they pull in a lot of revenue. They do, man. And SEC, a lot of revenue. I just don't see the SEC saying, yeah, we, we're done. I mean, they're. No. I don't see them doing it, but again, I don't know. I have no clue. I know Notre Dame was pretty smart jumping into the ACC and trying to have a season, so they were pretty smart doing that. Um, they picked the right conference. They did. Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> now, do you think – so I, I know here in high school-wise, locally in, in Tampa, we've talked a little about about this potentially happening where there's a tier system and we break off and kind of do our own thing. Do you think, okay, so let's hypothetically speak, and let's say the Big Ten says, all right, we're hanging it up. Right. We'll see you guys in 2021. Right. SEC says, meh, I want to play football. We're going to just play ourselves and crown our own champ ourselves. ACC yeah. says, you know what? That's a good idea. We're going to do the same thing. Uh, Could I, this potentially be the beginning of the end for the NCAA? I mean, why not? Why not? It's the same four freaking teams anywhere every year. 
in the playoff system bracket. Right. It's the same four teams anyway. Crown somebody else and then <laughs> then do a playoff out of those out of those crowns. Out of those four school out of those four conferences, whoever's the and champion. Then you have like a, a little March Madness type of style. Then that's it. Then those you have your playoff. You don't have a committee that does it. You don't do it by whoever wins those four. Come on. That's now, it. now you four freaking go play it out and see what happens. Because every year it's who? It's Ohio State, Alabama, Alabama Clemson, Clemson, and now LSU. And some random guy. And then some random. Then they, some random Yeah, guy. exactly. They do some random stuff. LSU, you know, this past year got in there. But you're right. There'll, there'll be some random. Notre Dame will be ranked freaking fifth for the first eight weeks <laughs> for whatever reason that is. And then barely hang and on then, to the top right, 22 ranking they, at the end. Then they drop. As soon as they play somebody, and then you know, but it happens every year, so it might be, man. I, I, we'll see how it goes. I hope there's some type of of season. They're gonna have to put something together film wise for the NFL. They got to. There's you Absolutely. know, there's no way they got to get around that. But we'll see how that how that comes about and, and goes around. Other thing happened this weekend, man. NBA. Did you watch any games by any chance? Or you oh, just all I did. <sighs> I did. I told you last week on the podcast. I told you those Lakers. When I saw that, you told me no. They're just taking off. They won the conference, bro. They look, they look, <laughs> they look. They're looking rough, bro. They looking sweet right now. Like in the minute, in the sense of they're not, they're they're soft right now. Well, and, and you know, I'm a stat guy, so I'm gonna give okay. you some stats. Sure. The Lakers actually rank in the bottom five. Really, in every offensively <laughs> statistic category. So, so funny in the since the bubble started, right. Okay, they're averaging a mere 96 points a game, which puts them like 26 in the league. Jesus Christ. Their offensive efficiency is down. Yeah. They're giving up points on defense. They're giving up transition. And now you have LeBron set out a couple games yeah. with the growing. Right, AD. I know you, you, you. we were talking about AD earlier in the show. Yeah, man. He, before we jumped on, he didn't look. He didn't look. And did you see the Pacers? Like, I want, like I'm going to jump in. TJ Warren for the Pacers. And now he's been on fire since he's been in this bubble. He has, but he's he, has. he is he annihilated the Lakers. Now again, when you look I'm at the, when you look right when you look at the minutes, and I'm looking at the minutes of of the Pacers, I'm like, okay, everybody played some big minutes here. I mean, everybody did. We're talking 37 for T.J. Warren. Uh, Holiday played 35. I cannot pronounce this man's name to save my life. Oladopo, Oladopio, Oladopo. Oh yeah, Victor Oladipo. Oladopo, there you go, Depot. 35 minutes and so they all played a lot of minutes you look at the lakers lebron and ad they're the only two that played 35 minutes everybody else 13 27 16 like they that's it they didn't do anything else now points wise to for anthony davis to finish the game with eight points you got to be kidding me you're you're How many shots did he have? He probably had like 19 shots uh he from the field goal he was three for 14. three for 14 there you go three for 14. Man, that's a rough day he that's had eight rebounds and four assists and that, that was about it. LeBron, uh, LeBron was uh, t- 13 for 24 field goals. And let me see here. He had 31 points when he finished the night. Man. So he put in work now, still with, with that sore do groin. You think, do you think that, because I, I, I was reading LeBron had, had an interview after mm-hmm. one of the games. He was asked about, you know, how does it feel not playing with any fans? Yeah. And he was like, you know what? It feels different. That juice. Yeah. That you normally get from the crowd, you're not getting it. And they say, you know, you go on, you go on a 14-0 run, crowds behind you, you're pumped. It's a playoff, you know, type right. of atmosphere. Basically, this is a glorified scrimmage. It, it really is, and the that's why I feel like they should do it like baseball. Like. They should do it like baseball. Baseball has a crowd screaming and yelling. They even have the entire time. The entire time, they even have when the guy's on deck or he's coming up to the plate, they announce him. They still announce him. So I'm not saying that you have to announce, you know, you still do the announcements or whatever in the beginning of the game, but as the game's going on, freaking ha- the audio guy's got to have something. Yeah, I argue with that. Even golf did it. Today, <laughs> I, I was watching the final the final round of golf, and one of the leaders teed off mm-hmm. on 17, and you would have thought there was 100,000 people there because <laughs> all you heard was, you know, people screaming and clapping. Right. It, it was a great tee shot. But you would you would have thought there was people there as I'm sitting on the couch watching the this. And an NBA game again, I can hear LeBron telling the guy to rotate. I can hear AD. <laughs> you can hear the bench. You can hear the bench. You can yell, you can hear the coach right. yelling on, on on the basketball court. So I, I completely agree. It's, I, it's, I think for sure there needs to be something audio wise that's done to help these guys get in that atmosphere. Because again, 
they're going to start looking like you, like they haven't had meat in 12 days. <laughs> they're going to start looking more sluggish because they feed off the crowd. Off of that. Now, yeah, I'm not do. saying that's an excuse for LeBron and AD because, you know, your boy Damian Lillard hasn't had that problem at all. Guy's been on fire. Damian Lillard, and I, and I hate to, to say this, Damian Lillard is truly got beef with everybody in the NBA he has beef with. This dude I, I mean, on Instagram was going back and forth with Paul George and, and Beverly, um, which was, you know, for fans were like, oh, this is hilarious. But for him, it, it, it looks personal. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it for sure is. And I'm going to read oh, it to yeah. you. I'm going to read it to you here. Please do. So, so he said, asking me about Patrick Beverly, who I sent home before at the end of the game, <laughs> Paul George, who just got sent home by me lashing the playoffs, they know. So then, so then Paul George decided to clap back at him a little bit. Right. And Paul George says, and you're getting sent home this year. Respect. Right. And Beverly what? Beverly said Cancun on three. <laughs> what? Sit <laughs> <laughs> his ass in Cancun. See you later. And they did they ended up beating him. Uh he missed two clutch uh free throws to to win the game. And he missed both. I mean, just barely kissed the rim. Uh and he missed them and they of course they went on on him on the bench, laughing on those videos everywhere. Um so you know, you, you had that going and they also in the NBA, you had freaking Draymond Green get fined fifty thousand dollars. Fifty k for what the league said. A comment tampering. A comment. <laughs> so I'm gonna give you two. I'm gonna give you two. Because speaking of okay. Damian Lillard, this is gonna help you. Speaking of Damian Lillard, this is gonna transition to very well. Listen, I want you to listen to what he got fined for. Okay, I'm okay. gonna play it here. here. It right. is. Four and zero so far. It's great to see Book playing well and Phoenix playing well, but get my man out of Phoenix. It's, it's not good for him. It's not good for his career. Sorry, Chuck, but uh, wow. book, they got to get Book out of Phoenix. I need my man to go somewhere where he can play great basketball all the time and win because he's that type of player. Are you tampering? Maybe. <laughs> Are you tampering? Maybe. <laughs> Damn. So he got, Someone he, led him into that. Someone, that was such a loaded him. freaking – yeah, they, they got this man fine. For, and, again, I know he's got in his pockets – but still, man. 50 G's is 50 G's, man. 50 great. Exactly. What's that old saying? 20 bucks is 20 bucks? Yeah, <laughs> 50 G's is 50 G's. Yeah, I don't care what you say. So it's funny that he gets fined for that. But when LeBron James was playing for Cleveland, I'm not oh, a LeBron James boy. hater. I'm just saying if we're going to keep it oh, consistent. Oh, boy. Let's keep it consistent. LeBron James says this about Damon Lillard when he, wanted, when he was at Cleveland. I'll play that for you. Damian Lillard, I'll show you how I'll show you how appreciated it'll be. Give me Damian Lillard, I'll show you how appreciated it'll be. And that's more tampering than what Draymond said. Because Draymond didn't say come he to didn't say come State. To <laughs> He just said, put this man on a platform that A, he can be watched nationally, and B give him a chance to win. That's what that's I'm all he said. So LeBron's like, hey, Come play with me. I appreciate. <laughs> it's basically, what he was I'll telling I'll show you appreciation. I'll show you appreciation. So that's exactly what I'm talking about. Now, Draymond gets that. Don't get me wrong. I think the NBA loves finding Draymond Green. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yes, they do. Some yes, of them, do. he. Now, I'm not gonna put about foot in my mouth. Some of it is very warranted. So he deserves it. But damn, he, all he said was this man deserves to go to a better team. So now that's tampering. He didn't say come to Golden State. With me and me and Clay and freaking Steph will love you here. He didn't say nothing like that. No. But he gets fined 50 G's. 50 G's, man. 50 That's, G's, man. Unbelievable. If it was, if it was 5,000, maybe 10,000, like, ah, whatever. Right. I, I don't take that serious. But 50 G's is 50 G's, man. That's a lot of money, bro. And, and I don't think it was tampering until they brought out the fact, are you tampering? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks I mean, that's a, lot. a point. That's a point. That's a point. Adam Silver, right? The commission said, "All right, we got to find him. Got to now. Somebody else thought it was tampering too. Right? We we got to do it. We got to. And thanks, Kenny send and the, Chuck. Send him the slip. Kenny and Chuck should split the bill. And if was, they should all three of those guys should split the bill and pay for that man's fifty thousand dollars. It's crazy. Especially Chuck, because Chuck is like, no, I want to leave in Phoenix. Right. That's my that's my team. No, that's tampering. Yeah, that's tampering. So now you got he, pro he, he probably sent the audio. <laughs> he probably did. Good commissioner. I mean, so, it, you better get you, you better get him. I'm sure the commissioner was watching him this year. Yeah, 
He hasn't been fighting a while. Right. Golden State's not in the bubble. We got to find a way to get Draymond. <laughs> so consistently for the last seven years, Draymond has gotten fined at least once a year. It's crazy. He's donated at least a hundred thousand dollars a year. Right. He's this he's year make a he was on pace to be way below that. Absolutely. And that's that's so like I. We gotta we gotta get him one big time here. We gotta get him. We gotta get him. We gotta show him. Oh, got him for tampering. Yep. It's not a shot to the nuts like he did to the other guy, but yep. it's a shot to Draymond's nuts. We're gonna get that fifty G. So no, there you go. We're gonna glorify LeBron. All right. And say, you know what? You know, maybe LeBron's a point. Maybe you should play with Damian Lillard. <laughs> it's messed up, man. It's messed we're up. Say, why would Draymond even say that? That's that's the world we live in, my friend. It is. It's messed up, and I hope Draymond. I know Draymond's got the money. Hey, on the clock, now, fans, don't go anywhere. Oh, go ahead. You're good. I'm gonna cut it all out anyway. I know. Hey, on the clock, fans, don't go out anywhere. Don't don't <laughs> don't go out anywhere. <laughs> wear your mask. Please wear your mask. Hey, on the clock, fans. Which, stick with, way, hold good. on, hold on. As you're saying this, we're gonna cut this out anyways. Yeah. Did you know what I was going to say? Did you know New Zealand just crossed a hundred days without a positive COVID test? Oh no, I did not know that. New Zealand just crossed. Today was the day hundredth wow. that they did not have a positive COVID test. Somehow they're fucking doing that shit wrong. So they're doing that shit right. How? What are we doing? We well, don't have a president. Yeah, have, they, they don't yeah. have President Trump. Never so. mind. Never mind. <laughs> question <laughs> asked. Question answered. Sorry, I'll shut up. You're good. You're Segment. good. Hey, on the clock, fans, don't go anywhere. We got a special guest with you. We have Christian the Truth Jones. You want to listen to this young man, 13 years old, made $78,000 on one of his investments, just one of them, and he's giving these classes out. You don't want to miss it. You're on the clock. Hey, On The Clock fans, you can check us out on all social media platforms by searching On The Clock Radio. You don't want to miss it. Especially go to our website, otcsportstalk.com. Dot com. We have merch up there in the store. You can order whatever you want. We got everything for the kiddos. We got everything for the husband. We got everything for wives as well. Go ahead and follow us. Hit like, leave comments, rate all that we want. We know you're gonna love it. You're on the clock. All right. So next up on the show, we have a very special guest, a very dear, good friend of mine. We have the truth joins the show. How you doing, man? Great. How are you? Good, man. I, I, I'm glad you're able to join us. So I know you're a busy guy uh, doing all the trading and stock investments and giving people advice and financial literacy. I, I want to ask you, man, how are you doing? How's the family doing? Are you guys staying safe during this uh, pandemic? I'll say um, I'm doing great. My family is doing great. We have, I can say, been doing better than most people as far as the pandemic and handling the whole situation. Mostly staying busy, um, stay working, really just trying to improve our weaknesses and everything um, all that we can improve because you always have room for growth. That's right, man. And, and so t t for the audience that doesn't know who the truth is, Tell us about your background. What is it that you do? What do you specialize in? And how are you making a difference for the common person? Sure. So again, my name is Christian and Truth Jones. I am an international certified Les Brown speaker, international best-selling author. I'm the CEO of Return on Investment, and I show people how to successfully invest and day trade in the stock market. And as far as my services for the common person, that would be um, it right there as far as investing and trading, which will really just allow financial freedom and the freedom of not having to really worry about where your next paycheck or source of income is going to come from. That's crazy, man. That's amazing. Half that stuff, I have no idea how to do it when even at my age, man. That's that's truly amazing. It's a blessing, man. So let the people know, educate them. How old are you? And, and really, what made you get into this? So currently, I'm 13 years old. I'm going to the eighth grade. And as far as how I got into it, um, it was actually a video a couple of years back around the time I used to play with you, I believe. Yeah, I was nine years old around the time. So I remember I saw a video of a 14-year-old. Well, he was 14 at the time or at the time of the video. And he had made $50,000 off buying Nike stock. So like anybody, I want to learn, of course, how he did it. So I began asking my mom if she could teach me how to invest in the stock market and do, and do what he did. She did not take me seriously at first and thought I was just saying it and really wasn't serious about learning the skill. She, so she kind of blew me off. And moms will do that, man. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you uh, kept pushing on it. So since she blew me off, I decided to do my own research. And I came back to her after doing my research and told her I want to open up my brokerage account. A brokerage account is the account you use in order to invest and trade in the stock market. So when I came back to her and told her that, then she saw that I was actually serious about learning the skill because I actually went out and did the work for myself. So at the time, she did know a little bit about investing and didn't know how to make money off of it, but she really didn't get in depth 
into it. So we decided to take the course together. And initially, um, well, we were taking it together, but I kind of fell off because eight, nine years old didn't really understand um, what he was talking about. So once she finished up the rest of the course, she came back to me and basically, to, um, I just said, broke down all the information that we learned in the course to the point where I can understand it. That's crazy, man. So since then, now it's kind of exploded. I know, you know, IG, uh, you know, a few months ago, you were you were getting started with it and you had 700, 1300 followers as of this morning. Let the people know. I want you to tell them where your IG's at, because when I saw this morning, I was like, man, just like that. What, how, how's your followers right now? So right now, I'm not 100 percent sure. So I'm going to say around 16.9 thousand. And you say that so humbly. <laughs> That's great, man. Man, 16,000 people are following you because it's got to be because of your product. Product and actually the, the, the return, right, from what they're getting when they invest in stocks. They must be seeing a good return. Right. So it's got to be because of the advice you're providing. It's got to be because of the guidance and help and financial literacy that you're providing these individuals because that's, that's all that's self-promotion. If it doesn't work, people aren't going to follow. Right. So talk to me about because, I mean, you have certifications and I, I know you mentioned earlier that you're a you're, you're a certified motivational speaker. What made you go down these paths and get these certifications to, to be a, a motivational speaker? I'll say as far as what motivated me to become a motivational speaker was actually when uh, me and my mom, again, this all ever happened around the same time. So within a, like a year or two years. So we went to a Let's Get Motivated seminar while still in Florida. And at that seminar, one of the speakers was Mr. Les Brown. And I remember when I saw Mr. Brown that night, just the way he spoke and really just flowed and the way he delivered his speech, it was just so powerful. And I knew at that moment, I wanted to become a motivational speaker, become similar to him. So I remember I told my mom, at, again, at that moment, that I wanted to become a motivational speaker. And unbeknownst to me, about a year later, I actually got to meet Mr. Brown at his now defunct um, Les Brown Institute. So that was a great opportunity. And I actually got to speak on the same stage as Mr. Brown as well. So that's how I got my whole journey as far as how I got into not only the certificate, uh, well, certification for it, but also got to meet and speak on the same stage as him. Yeah, and that's got to be inspiring to you to be up there with someone that's a mentor to you, that's someone you look up to you know, as you're growing up and be on the same stage with them and being able to talk side by side with them. That's got pretty exciting. Now, I know, you know, you know, our relationship started back in the day when you were eight, nine years old. You were playing football for the for the T-Birds, shout out to, to the T-Birds out there in St. Pete. And uh, we were playing in the All-Star game together. And you moved from there. I know you spent some time over in Germany. Yep. How was that time in Germany? I know you were telling me before the show started that there's no speed limits. It is a crazy, crazy driving situation there. How was that experience like? I remember um, initially I didn't want to go, but <laughs> uh, we did end up going there. I remember when we um, first got there, we initially stayed in a hotel. We eventually got our house settled. And I would say just living over there in Germany, it was definitely a very unique experience and I'm something I'm happy I um, did end up going through or going to do in my life. I'm just seeing a different perspective um, and just seeing a different culture that I probably wouldn't have experienced had I not, well, moved at that time. So I would say living in Germany was definitely a unique experience. Again, uh, with the speed limits, that was a little surprising. Oh, yeah. I am I was 15 years in the military, so I got to experience Germany. I only got to visit for about a week. And, yeah, it was, it was an eye-opener watching everybody go 190 miles an hour on a highway um i was stationed in england which if you think 100 190 miles an hour is crazy uh watch people drive on the opposite side of the road that are way too small like i mean this roads are made for honda civics right uh but i was watching on instagram i know you play football over in kentucky it's a little bit different but you're playing football in kentucky so congratulations but i also saw that you took up uh, boxing man that you're starting to, to move around and i love i love watching it and i love watching the feet work the hand what made you get into boxing man so what got me into boxing was actually, ironically, from football. Remember last year, um, like you said, I did play football, and one of my teammates, he boxed. So he kind of got me started and wanted to box as well. And around the time, his dad had just opened a gym when the football season was ending. So I remember on uh, first day, I went to his gym, started to get a little workout, and I mostly did it well to work out initially but now i am planning on to compete and i've been boxing for about five to six months now but yeah it's definitely been fun that's crazy man you know so you're boxing you went in germany now you're in kentucky you're playing football you're giving people advice on how to grow wealth and establish 
Well, something you and I were talking about offline was financial literacy is not something that's really harped on or educated a lot on in our school system. What are your thoughts around that? And what would be a, you know, almost a proposal, I guess, to our school system across the country to implement some type of literacy program to help our young students as they transition on through adulthood? I would say a financial literacy program for students would be, I would say, investing. Not only investing, but also on um, real estate, on um, credit, taxes, all of that, but mostly a skill that I believe all people should learn because it's a skill that can help you create passive income and allow you to make more money off the money you're already making. Like an example would be, let's say I own a business, right? Right. And I make $500. Now I can take half of that $500, so $250, and put that in the stock market, flip it, and now I have another $500. So it really allows you to be able to grow, um, I guess you'd say your lifestyle. And it also really just allows you different types of freedom and changes your mindset from a consumer-based mindset into one investor's mindset instead of, um, let me give you one example, the chicken wars. So I remember, what was this, August of uh, 2019 between um, Popeyes and Chick-fil-A. So everybody was raving about chicken wars. Little did they know Tyson shot up because everybody gets their chicken from Tyson and Tyson is a publicly traded company which means it's part of the stock market. So seeing this as an investor, we know. So there's big things going on in the news. Everybody gets their, well, chicken from Tyson. So boom, I'm going to invest in trade, well, Tyson and make my money. So you just have that different type of mindset and you see things from a different perspective. Yeah, a lot of times everybody thinks about what they see as, okay, let me invest in, in Popeye's chicken, but then realize where they get the material from is really what the investment is about because that's what's really going to rise because now the demand has gone up. The revenue is going to go up for that company. Therefore, the, the price per share is going to increase because their valuation is going to change now. See, and that's all the stuff that we that people need to learn. That's, that's freaking awesome. Hey, uh, uh, let me ask you this. So what are some of those things that you provide through your website? We were looking at it earlier and we saw like a gold, a bronze, silver packages. What are some of those things that you provide? Because we want people to help. Uh, themselves get into financial freedom so as far as my different packages here they are so i guess you could say my lower well lowest end package it is just basic investing it's called stocks 101 like i said it's just basic investing it really shows you not only how to invest but how to find those companies so you know what to invest into i know a lot of courses you might learn the skills and the terminology and all of that but you still don't know what company in which to invest into so it helps you break down that process and find those great companies so you can well know where to put your money into. Then I have my, well, I want to say kids course because some of them might be older. Um, some of my clients are older than me. So I guess you said my peers course where I do teach, well, my peers on how to trade in the stock market. That course is 279. And then the stocks course that I just talked about before is basically if you round it $100, it's really just $97. And then you have, I guess you said my third course is called Black Wealth Matters or BWM. And in that course, you get everything you get in stocks on a one course. So investing, all of that. You also learn how to swing trade options. And for those of you that not, might not know what swing trading is, swing trading is, um, a, well, one of the four trading strategies that allows you to make passive income in the stock market and you even make more money than you would from investing. So that is a strategy that I teach. And in that course, it's eight weeks long because it, well, as far as the online portion, it's eight weeks. So you'll have immediate access to that once you sign up. And then we also have a private Facebook group. And in that Facebook group, we do Sunday coaching calls. And on those coaching calls, it really just allows you to ask questions and making sure you're understanding the information. Not learning, but understanding to the point where you could go out and teach it yourself. And as far as the Sunday coaching calls, that will last for four weeks. And you have, <laughs> last but not least, I guess you could say my master course, the truth success series and basically everything I just talked about and the other courses you get in there, you also will learn what's called technical analysis, which is how to read the charts. Also cover calls, um, day trading, scalping. Those are two different types of strategy strategies that you will learn in there as well. It also learns five separate strategies. That course is 16 weeks, 16 weeks long. We'll also have a, um, a live trading room and weekly alerts. And we also do the um, Sunday coaching calls as well, which you can continue getting on for a year. So again, allows you to really ask questions and anything that you might be going through as far as your trading journey, well, we can get covered up in there or any obstacles you might have or going through, 
we can we'll break them down. Yeah. So when we really think about it, you know, all the options you have, like, yeah, there's a cost to it. But think about how quickly and this is for the listeners that are listening to the show. How quickly you make that money up and page for itself. Right. With, with the strategies and, and, and the stock buying and the covered calls and those kind of things, you quickly can make your money back and then some right along the way. So let us know what's a website people can find you on. What are your social media handles? How can they get in touch with the truth? So if you want to get in touch with me, um, you can go to my Instagram. I'm trying to get to that 17K if I'm not at it already at the truth 2024 again on Instagram. And then my website is the truth Jones let me write all this down right now i need all those classes definitely yeah so make sure you hit him up and and follow the young man he's uh providing great advice and yeah right now you're at 16.9 so you're right there after after this episode jobs will definitely get you that 17k and get you moving forward definitely definitely get you that 17k and if you want uh shoot some over at our side too so we can have a little bit of that but uh i wish you well man thank you so much for taking the time with us i know you're a busy man uh, with boxing and trading uh, just make sure you hit us up and and anytime you want to jump on this is your show so you're allowed to man hey on the clock fans make sure we uh stick around here we got a great great guest for you uh, a man that's been recruiting in, in the state of florida and helping get kids recruited uh larry bloomstein joins the show so you don't want to miss a thing you're on the clock all right on the clock fans if you're in the loots area looking for somewhere to go grab a bite to eat sit down with the family make sure you visit our friends over at panini's bar and grill they're located at 3973 van dyke road in loot florida they're the home of the overstuffed sandwich they got options turkey cheesesteak salami roast beef corned beef you're not going to want to miss it again visit our website paninisgrill.com you're on the clock i'm ready for All right, on the clock. Next up, we have Larry Bluestein on the show. Larry, welcome. How are you doing? Great, George. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, thank I'm you. Excited, so- I'm excited, Demi. Yeah. Excited to be on with you and Raul, and uh, I couldn't wait for this. I uh, I even called you guys earlier today just to make yeah. sure I was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And like I was telling you, I I love what you're doing on uh, on Twitter. That's how I started doing. It. I'm the recruiting coordinator at Jefferson, and I've been pushing out all kinds of stuff. And you have always. You're the first one to ever retweet anything I ever put out there. And when I started reading the bio, I was like, man, over 50 years uh, of promoting high school athletes. I mean, that's just some, how did you get started doing that? And and I can imagine it's completely transitioned uh, from then yeah. to now, right? Well, I was in high school and a friend of mine, um, I played baseball and a friend of mine played on the football team and uh, really good. And he just couldn't find any place to go. And I, you know, back then, this was like in the 70s, middle 70s. And he had asked me, he says, hey, you know, anybody that, you know, maybe we could send a, you know, a video to. And the videos aren't like they are now. <laughs> this was, I don't know, you guys are too young to remember, but they were big reel to reel, big, huge things with the, the, not just a uh, one player on it, but the entire team. Right. So, you know, I, I think it cost me like 11 or $12 to send that out. Uh, I sent it U- to UT Martin. Back then, they were a Division two school. And now they're one a Division one school. But uh, I sent it to a coach that I had met. And he looked at it, and then all of a sudden, um, the, the the kid's mom calls uh, my mom like about two weeks later. She goes, "I don't know what your son did, but he got my you know us uh, an opportunity to go uh, to school." And uh, Donnell went up there, and that's how I got started. And I, you know, ever since then, uh, I just try to you know try to help people get placed. I go to a lot. See, that's the one thing I learned how to do this from just doing it i you right. know when i started there was no cell phones and there was no computers there was nothing uh so you had to do everything to do it you know you had to go um i i'm you know you look at all these camps i go to every camp i never missed a sling and shoot at usf since wow. the day since the day they started wow. when renato diaz who was an assistant coach there and they were working out of a trailer where the where the uh, softball field is now uh they there was a big trailer there and i started that and 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 uh, uh coach levitt asked me uh if i could get a couple of teams from south florida to come up uh and i did and ever since then that thing has grown into the premier event i love 
that thing and I go mm-hmm. I go to Tallahassee I go to Gainesville Orlando I'm everywhere and uh, living in in um, in South Florida you know you have uh, in Miami and FIU you have FAU and then you have a lot of the smaller schools so uh, I've been able to do this but the one thing that I always tell people they go wow you do a lot of this stuff I said well that's how I learned I learned you know I didn't have a, a cell phone I had to use the old pay phones like your parents had probably use. <laughs> and, um, and I, you know, and that's how I did it. You'd have to call up, you'd have to actually go to see an athlete, which is refreshing. Cause most of these people look at film now and they'll right. sit in, in their house and they'll start making assessments on the kid. When, if you really know all about recruiting, the, the talent is easy to spot. I mean, any, anybody could see that it's character that kind of rips a, uh, you know, you can get a kid that runs a four, four or a six, two, two fifty, but if he doesn't have a good character, character and he rips away at the team then he's he's not that good so that's that's how i learned and i've been doing it ever since and and uh, this is kind of this whole COVID thing has kind of really crushed me because i'm not one of those guys who who lives by the computer i'm right. the one that goes to these events and eyeballs the kids and talks to people and right. sees up to almost parts of 100 games a year so wow 100 games wow. a year yeah, wow. well, living in South Florida, you got to remember too. Uh, we have uh, we have t- we a lot of places in Miami Dade County don't have stadiums, so they'll play Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and they'll play morning, they'll play afternoons, they'll play evening. So you get a chance to see a bunch of games, and then you know you go over. I've been to Tampa for games in Orlando and Jacksonville, so I travel a nice. lot. And whenever I make a plan, like if I if I go see Jefferson, uh, let's say Jefferson's at home, uh, I'll see if Hillsboro's at home because they're not that far. You know, you go right. down the road, f- you know, 15 minutes or so, and you're at another game, so you get to see uh, four teams in a span of three hours. Well, if you ever you ever make that trip back to Tampa, you got to let us know. <laughs> oh, and, I will. And, yeah, uh-huh. we'll we'll give you the full red carpet treatment. Awesome. Uh, yeah, when you come through, and you mentioned, you know, I, I didn't have the reels, so I, you know, I know you said the film was on the reels. Uh, the struggle that I had trying to send out recruitment because the kids today you know and i hate to sound like that but like the kids today like you can literally you know be in your bedroom make a highlight reel send it to 200 schools and you're good i had to go to eckerd's with my mom to make copied vhs's (laughs) at like 25 dollars a pop my mom hated it she did not like doing it she's like this sucks i'm like well i'm trying to leave yeah well you know at least you paid some dues you know like the the people of today don't have to because now you have the mp3s and you have things that as soon as the game's over uh, my friend uh, Charles Fishbein, who run, does elite scouting, he has a service called Verge, and as soon as that game is over, they're on – they're in every box of every coach that wow. you have there and they broke them down for defense offense and if you want they'll be sent by player to every school that that player wants wow. so really yeah what, what was that deal, what was huh? that yeah what was that again i might i'm it's gonna have to look Verge. Yeah. Verge. i'll say I'll, I'll i'll have him get in touch with you because yeah. it's a real good system and he yeah it's amazing i mean and uh but that's how it's that's how it's come and it's kind of you know that's why when i see these uh you know, these websites and these fan websites who start making assessments on kids and they, and if they don't ever see them, you don't really know, you know, right. that's what I'm saying. And, and, and that's why like a UCF or a USF or a Florida state or a Florida camp or a Miami camp, uh, you get to see, uh, at a, especially at a seven on seven, you know, at a, at if you, if you go to both sessions of a sling and shoot, you see 70 schools. Right. I mean, that's amazing. And, yeah. you know, and you get to see them, you know, they, they come from as far South as Naples and they go, you know, maybe up into the Gainesville area because, you know, I mean, once you shoot on 75, it's only about, an hour and a half to Gainesville so you know it's not that far so you get a chance to see all those schools same thing with UCF you get a chance to see all those schools up in Jacksonville St. Augustine and along you know the, the Treasure Coast and, and the Space Coast and like you had mentioned Palm Bay and mm-hmm. you get a chance to see Vieira and schools like that where you wouldn't normally and then if you go to South Florida camp or even if you go to a Florida State camp yep. you get a chance to see schools in the Panhandle and you get a chance to see Georgia and Mississippi see living in South 
Florida, when you talk about four hours, you get to Tampa. If you live in Tallahassee, in four hours, you're in Georgia, you're in Mississippi, right. you're in, you know, and, in and Alabama. It, on, it also depends if you're in Tampa, the traffic here, and I'm sure South Florida is horrible. Yeah, you can still yeah. be driving around for four hours and oh, not make yeah, it to your yeah. house yeah. in Tampa. You just got to know when to leave, you know. Right. And you gotta, I mean, it, I mean, if I, I live in the north, but like, you know, near Fort Lauderdale, so if I was going to go down to a game in South Miami, you'd have to leave at 3 o'clock. Because right. if not, if you hit that 4 o'clock traffic, it could be like two, three hours before ever get to the destination that's rough <laughs> god bless virgin then for us being able to yes, see the yes 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 <laughs> that's awesome sir that's awesome and huddle and huddle huddle's done a great job too and yeah. uh, you know i mean god that's a godsend too because back then as you guys are alluding to i mean you you, you know I mean, you would have to make you you'd have to sit there with your mom in the parking lot while they'd make all those dub off some copies for yes. you and now you don't have to do that right and it took like 35 to 40 minutes to make the copy and then no doubt then you no got doubt. the two double recorders and you're like okay i picked the ball off in minute 18 <laughs> let me rewind and yeah. Click it back. yeah yeah it took yeah. a while it did take a while i feel it man i know i know what you've been through so yeah. you know i've walked i've walked in those shoes before so i understand yep now, one of the things I want to ask you, Larry, is what are some of the the tips that you have for these youngsters that are preparing those huddle films to get out to college? What advice do you have for them to create a quality? Because a lot of times, I know you've seen a bunch of them. Right. You try to prepare the kids with them. A lot of that video quality, with the, the stuff the kids choose to put on there, they don't really get the advice that they need to get on. Yeah. What should they put on? Especially, it should be two minutes long. But talk to us through, what, what are some tips you have for these youngsters as they get ready to make these these huddle films? You know, pick out your good plays, obviously. The music does it. It's, those people turn off the volume. That's crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? That's good. That's good for graduation. It's good for stuff like that. You know, at the end of the year banquets and stuff. But those coaches don't want to see that. And I always tell the kids, don't be a pain in the butt. Send it midway through, I say, after five games. Send it at the end and send it after spring. Right. And that's it. Three times. If you do, if you keep sending it and you haven't heard anything, you become a pain right. and they don't, you know, you, you got to understand when to move on. And then when you're picking out a school, you know, everybody wants to go to a major school, but be realistic. And, you know, I mean, if, if you, if you, your, your lifelong ambition was to go to Florida state, that's nice. But if you, if you really don't have that skill level, you're wasting your time. You're actually wasting valuable time because you could be plugged into a UCF or you could even to Warner Weber. We have now 11 NAIA schools in the state. Yep. We have a national champion division two team in, in Pensacola in West Florida. Uh, Coach Shinnick has done an awesome job. Uh, you know, we, we still have, you know, we lost Florida Tech, uh, unfortunately, just yep. too costly and Jacksonville University, which are two good outlets, but you have FAM, you have Bethune-Cookman. Um, you still have a lot of those programs that are still viable. Stetson, really really good program and uh i just think that i would look to stay in florida first and then if you exhaust everything start going out but don't don't send away a thousand of them because it's just not good you right. know just just can't make you know because then it, be, it doesn't become sincere you're just trying to you know look for anything and you gotta kind of look at the school what it offers because god forbid you should get hurt or something you you have to have something to fall back on you just can't you know we were talking about that today uh, on another thing that i was doing that how imp you know how everybody's talking about when is the start of this when is the start of that well what about the start of getting kids in the classroom right. See, to me those kids have really been cooped up and it's not healthy you know i mean they got to get some interaction even if they go back two three days a week and then you know distance learn the rest of the way right. you know it's at least it's healthy you got to have that interaction you have those friends you know you have the teachers you like to look them at you know in the eyeball once in a while so that's what i concentrate on and then everything starts falling back into place right because again you can have you mentioned earlier you can have be a four four athlete six foot five and if character's not there because i've had recruiters talk to the lunch lady they're talking to the janitor yeah. they're talking about hey yeah what does he like in school what does he do who does he hang out with it's no all, it, it goes into a lot of it and i tell my guys all the time like look when you're picking out of college be be realistic you know I, i'll be honest with kaiser university when i've heard that they have a football team you know, I kind of like chuckled a little bit like, wait a minute, they, they're not, they're, I thought they were just known for nursing, but they have a football team. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you can, you can play football. And I told my guys the same thing. Try branching here in Florida, then hit Georgia, work your sure. way up to South Carolina, you know, work your way out. But every school like that we have, they have them here in other states as well. You just don't have to go 
Miami, Florida, FSU. Go to the school that's going to fit you because when you go there and the season's over, you have to remember you're going to be up there for the remainder of the second half of the semester. Exactly. You want to go somewhere that's you know you can point, live. Coach. You know what I mean? You can you you can stay there. You can live there and you can you feel comfortable in the area. That's somewhere you want to, you know, you got to try to build into where you want to go. You know what I mean? So yeah, you're on point, Raul. That's uh, exactly, and that's why you know a lot of these kids that that go to school in North Dakota and kids that go to school in Iowa. I always tell them, I said, listen, outside of that, uh, you know, August to December, you know, you still got. <laughs> six below zero getting up to, yep. you know, you got, you got, it's going to be a culture shock. Uh, you know, a lot, you know, a lot of those towns are in advance where you come from. Remember uh, Tampa, St. Pete, Miami, uh, Fort Lauderdale, they're all major metropolis. Right. And uh, you got to understand that, uh, you know, places like St. You know, you know, I don't know, St. Joseph, Missouri doesn't have all that stuff. They don't have right. the culture and it's, it's, it, you want to be able to blend in. So right. make sure you make that, that the the college decision based on everything you know you just can't do it on the football program because you know outside you you want to have some social life and if you don't blend in socially then you know you kind of waste you're wasting your time you it's going to be kind of a uh, a terrible experience for you so make it where it's going to be a well-rounded experience and that's what i tell the kids all the time absolutely in the midwest and up north schools just so you know uh if, if you're an athlete listening to this uh bones don't break in the cold, they shatter. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They don't really break. They they shatter when it's very very cold in Montana. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're that comfortable right. astroturf, uh, that com- that comfortable synthetic turf becomes like uh, like a concrete. Oh yeah, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you gotta understand that. But yeah, no, I think the kids if they listen, uh, most of them don't. But I mean, they you know because they know all you know they, they have see all, all the they answers. Know all, yeah, yeah, but they have to start listening because now. In 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 this COVID era, uh, it's going to be a lot different. There's going to be less of everything now. You know, we we saw that that UConn uh, drop football for the year. I think you're going to see that at a lot of other schools. I think BYU may do the same. They don't have financially, or you know, they're they just can't afford it. So I think that you know the the kids are going to have less of a margin to to you know to to work with now. And you got to I mean you got to get it done in the classroom because if you don't, you might as well not even not even try because now the 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 door is narrowing now yeah. it's 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 not going to be wide open uh, these these coaches are not going to have the leeway that they used to have to get right. you in so yeah you're going to have to make it awfully awfully attractive for them i agree i agree with you what is some advice you have for these young? So right now during COVID, obviously there's not a whole lot of interaction going on with schools it's it, we're all in in a weird uh, awkward stage right now with covid yeah. What advice do you have for these kids, especially as, you know, we're all watching the news, we're all we're all plugged into what's going on and football potentially getting delayed or potentially getting pushed into 2021. What do you tell some of these kids right now? What can they do to still try to achieve that goal of playing at the next level? Do what they've been doing because you, you know you guys are on social media. You see the kids; they're grinding, they're they're lifting, they're doing cardio, they're doing a lot of things. They're throwing the ball with a few of them, not a whole team. Stay, you know. I mean, I know that, that I keep saying it, and it's 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 a kind of a pet peeve with me. But stay away from these camps and these combines this time of year. Right. They do nothing for you. College coaches aren't looking at the stuff. You're wasting your time. You're you're jeopardizing the start of the season because if you can't. You know, that's the one thing I keep telling people. Uh, you know, I have, a, I have a talk with a lot of the guys around the state that, that do events, and they're on board. You know, you can't run these combines. You know, a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, FBU had an event in Naples. It drew 970 people. Wow. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. What is that? Right. I mean, you're giving yourself no chance. Hardly anybody was wearing a mask. They don't wear them. It's kind of tough to do it for these kids. Uh, you know, they're not, you know, they, they know everything, but you know, where they may not get the disease, they could all, you know, they could transmit it to, right, to other right, people. Right. And we see it. I mean, so be smart. You could work on your own. You could lift on your own. You could, if you're a quarterback, you can grab a couple of receivers. You know, you can wear your mask. You could be, you know, bring some hand sanitizer with it. Bring your own water bottles. Just be safe. Think. You, you These kids aren't stupid. You know, you could think. You yeah. know, I mean, think, think for your own because your future's at stake. And that's the one right. thing that I keep telling these kids. You know what? If you screw up, 
that this could be your parents, especially a lot of parents don't have jobs right now. And, right. They, uh, you know, they're out of work. Uh, if they're not collecting unemployment, they're on lower wage scale. So how are they going to afford to send you to college? They're not. Right. So you got to, you got to kind of assist in this whole thing. You got to grow up. Like my buddy says, put on your big boy pants because this is, this is a time to do it because you got to help out. You, you know, this whole entire process is, is all about you because everybody's bending over backwards for you, your coaches, your parents, your, you know, your friends, they're all trying to make it for you, but you got to be assist in this process. And when I think truthfully guys that, uh, that you have to be, you have to be proactive and listen, whether you believe it or not that you can get it or anybody around you can get the disease, just, you know, right. just ignore that fact and, and, and act like you can, you know, because you know, you never know, you never know who has a, a compromised immune system, even kids, you know, you, you don't know how many kids can get sick. And if you do, you, you put your teammates in jeopardy, you put your coaches in jeopardy, because you know you guys have been doing this a while there's a lot of coaches in their 40s 50s and even 60s right. so they're older they're susceptible to it so think about them too because right. those are the because if there's no no coaches there's not gonna be any team i agree and with you being in south florida what are you i mean is Ooh. are they even thinking <laughs> about yeah right <laughs> with them thinking are they even thinking about football down there at all uh, we talked to rod mack uh miami garden ravens yeah. president down there a uh, great guy we talked about the podcast great and he guy. was he was telling us like he he doesn't even know if youth football is a possibility uh, of yeah, it being happening. Yeah, they're not playing any youth ball. There's one league that's still an outlier, but I think they're going to fold it up because what's going to happen inevitably, you got all these good leagues that are uh, not going to play this year. And then you're going to see if one league stays open, all those kids from the other league are going to start going to that yeah, league. And all the, yeah, yeah, and all those kids that thought that they were going to play for that other league that won't have a chance. So, right. no, I think they shut it all down. Yeah, Rod's good people. I covered Rod back in the day at, at, uh, at high school at Monsignor pace and and at the university of miami good good people but yeah no it's right now they're thinking about it but i think now that the fhsa has gotten these the the people in miami dade so angry i think that they're really really thinking especially for this year pulling out for football yeah. and not you know not going to worry about a state championship just try to get seven eight games i proposed a, a start of january the 4th with the, the uh, january 18th being kickoff classics and the 25th being a um, be in the regular season, play a 10 week, eight game schedule. And then uh, at the end, if these teams like a, a Northwestern and St. Thomas want to play a bowl game against each other or a central and, you know, a, a Deerfield beach want to hook up, uh, they, they could do that uh, because they're, it's just not going to, I, it's just not realistic that they're going to be able to play a full season. It's just really not. I mean, right. because they're not going to be able to travel. Uh, you know, you got to think too, that now they're, they're talking about buses. Uh, maybe that the kids are going to have to play like youth football type of rules and right. have to show up in a car because yeah. if you go in a bus, you're breathing the same air yeah. and all that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, they're making it that we're, you know, I mean, especially after games where the kids will take their – you know, leave the pads and the helmet there and just take everything else and take it home and have mom and mom wash it, yeah. you know, so it doesn't have, so the, and then they bring everything back cleaned and, you know, bagged up on Monday to go again. And that's just the only way you're going to have to do it. Uh, you know, no, you know, no, uh, no showering, no using the bathrooms there. So right. they're going to have to get like porta potties or so good. It's just, you can't, it can't be a, you know, if you're going to try to do this the right way, uh, because as we're seeing in major league baseball, especially with the Mar and now with the Cardinals, that that thing can, boom, it just oh, starts. Moment, and it, yeah, and in an instant. So imagine in high school where you're in the same locker room and you're in the same buses and all that stuff. That thing can spread real quick. So, yeah, you got it's whatever they do anywhere because you got to figure Tampa St. Pete's in the same deal, although you guys are a little bit more advanced at practicing and these teams haven't even conditioned together. So that's, that's pretty crazy. tough. That's yeah, crazy. to throw them right back in the fray like that. Uh, you know, Northwestern got in a little bit of trouble because uh, they went out and, you know, as a, as a group and practiced. This so did American Heritage, but you know what? You take six, 15, 16, 17 year old kids and you lock them away for three months. That's a lot to ask, you know. These, you know, I mean, you know, they're and that's what's happening, and uh, you know, and you can't blame them. I mean, they're they're kids, and but 
now I think they see the reality. As soon as they didn't start working out in June and July, most of them saw the reality that, hey, you know what, if we're going to play, we're going to have to start abiding by some rules. If not, then we're not, we want, oh, especially seniors. You know, these seniors were looking yeah, forward man. to it. Yeah. You know, I, I've had a few prof, high profile kids who uh, are probably not going to play this year. You know, they already got their schools. They already got their colleges yeah. picked out. And, you know, they already committed. And I've, you know, one today, uh, his mom just called me and um, he was at a private school, but she wants to enroll him in college early. So she's, he's going to go to a public school, but not even play. Uh, you know, just just go get his, He I think he's got English four and one other test or one other course to get. And he'll just go into the college in January, you know, I mean, right. he because he's secure in the fact that he's got his scholarship, right? Which is smart. Which yeah, is, it you is. Know, it is. You know, I mean, you know, it's it's not. It takes away from the team game, but mm. you know, right now, it's it kind of is every every individual for themselves right now. So it's tough to say that, and I know you guys hate to hear things like that because you know you're preaching the team game. But right now, you know, these kids a lot, it, not a lot of the being a team team game in in, in March when they have nowhere to go. You know, so. Mm. They have to look, kind of look out after themselves. Yeah, and we were having that conversation with one of our own, Gage Wilcox. He's 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 going to Florida. It's already yeah, done. Yeah. And we were having that same conversation with him about, hey, no one's mad at you if you lock it up, and that's it. Because he's looking to graduate in December, like you mentioned, he's looking to graduate yeah. in December, so he can go in January, in January and start and, and start over there and start getting in the program with them as soon as possible. So, and again, you can't you have to look at this in an individual basis because yeah, that's what it becomes. Yeah. That's what I it agree. Is for these kids. So you just hope, cause I know, you know, recently there's a couple, couple reports coming out about these kids now and starting having mental, mental health issues because they're being like, to your point, cooped up in the house for three months. Yeah. They're such a team sport. I mean, these kids have been playing team sports since they were five, six years old, I agree. seven every single year. Now three months are cooped up. Now it's six months are getting cooped up. It's starting to mess up the, you know, the, the psyche of some of these young athletes and you're starting to see that, you know, hey, well, let's let's go throw, let's go this, let's go do that, because they just they, they're tired of sure, it. sure. And it's it's and tough to tell these kids, hey, just stick it out a little longer. You know, we can see a potential finish line, or when something hopefully can start. Hopefully, you know, I know. F so, what what are your thoughts here? I know FHSA had a meeting today. There was yeah. a couple, you know, proposals that were put on the table, and I yeah. think next week is kind of the the doomsday kind of week <laughs> for for decision here. What do you think? Or sorry, explain, explain to the listeners what are the options that are on the table so it's clear, and then where yeah. do you think we end up going? I think it, it, it what was it? It was a start in late September, early October, or start in November. Right. I think those are the only two things back on the table, and I think you know, and, and I and I understand if you live in Bluntstown or if you live in you know Brad or Century or small you know these small areas, you know I mean even you guys a little bit north of you on the on the. Um, on the nature coast, a lot of those areas like Land of Lakes, and they're all smaller areas, and they may not have those same cases as a Tampa or a St. Pete or a Miami or a Fort Lauderdale or Orlando and Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. You see, that's what I'm saying. So you're not on an even playing field. Yeah, there's a lot of those areas that are ready to go back yesterday but right. as in the case of a lot of other areas they're not so i think what they've got to do is give um these areas these larger areas and that's why i say you know listen i understand that a lot of kids are going to miss out if they're a dual sport athlete on basketball but if you're a senior you've already played it for two years okay right. so <laughs> and, and and the way i look at it you know i mean wrestling too i mean you wrestling i i think because if a football season as i propose would end up at, at the end of april you know i mean wrestlers could if you're a heavyweight you could stick your butt in there but i'm just saying to me this is such a an event of a lifetime right. and for us to come out of it with nothing or no ramifications just wouldn't be natural. So, I mean, let's say you played football and then all of a sudden in October uh, you were running and you tore your ACL. Well, if you're a basketball player, you're not playing basketball. So the way I look at it is you chalk it up to that for this year. I think that when the cycle comes and they get some type of, you know, some type of, uh, um, 
you know, a shot or some type of, you know, something that would help, you know, in, in combating this, then you're back a little bit on, on track. We're never going to be like it used to be, right, you know, right. I mean, you That's know, I mean, sure. and like I pointed out to everybody, I mean, look 10 years ago, you know, on the streets of Seoul, South Korea, or, or look in, uh, in, in China or India and people were wearing masks. They do it because of the fact that it protects them maybe from the air. So mm-hmm. that's going to be the norm like people who have compromised immune systems or who have, you know, have some type of flu or so they'll wear a mask. And that's mm-hmm. just the way it's going to be where things are going to change just after nine uh, 11, things change uh, after world war one and two, they change, everything changes. Mm-hmm. And this is a significant time in all our lives. I mean, I mean, this is a pandemic that just hasn't hit, you know, Hillsborough and Pinellas County and Dayton Broward. This has hit the world. Right. And, you know, I mean, I mean, you look at a, you know, you look at Kathmandu, Nepal, I mean, in, in London, England, I mean, this is all affecting them the same way as, as it is us. And, you know, we're used to, you know, hurricanes and storms in South Florida. And when we get our power knocked out, it's just basically us. Yeah. But now it's everybody who's being affected. And it's kind of weird in South Florida not to be the only one that's getting affected by something, <laughs> you, know? you know. But that's it's true. Uh, but true. But truth be told, I think that everybody just has to be safe. They have to look after each other. And uh, like I said the other day on Facebook, we are in this together, you know, and we got to, you know, whether you live in, you know, in the Panhandle or you live in South Florida or in West Florida, you know, we're all in this darn thing together. So we, we got to be fair to what's fair for everybody. And if it means starting in November, uh, you know, so be it. I mean, you know, I mean, cause you'd really hate that, you know, I mean, the, the, the thing that South Florida took exception to the FHSAA is they're Xing them out, but yet they won seven of eight state titles last year in football. Right. And, you know, I mean, and, you know, uh, you know, of it's course, crazy. the people in Tallahassee and Orlando don't want the South right. Florida teams in it. You know, so right. they're like, and, yes. And the same thing with like girls volleyball. That out of the nine classes, South Florida won six. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, so I mean, you got to understand I mean, that that it has to be fair for everybody. What's fair in Pensacola has got to be fair in Key West, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's no other thing about it. Right. It's crazy that it takes a pandemic to stop South Florida from winning championships. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's, what it, that's, uh, that's where we're at. In 2022, yeah. how do you stop uh, South Florida? Well, you yeah, just create a pandemic. Create a that's pandemic. it. That's, that's right. Way to stop them. Yeah, that's what we do. Right. I'm sure they were thinking about that in Wuhan, China, uh, <laughs> you know, when that happened. Right. I'm sure in that wet. I'm sure in that wet market with that bat, they go. Oh, right. St. Thomas is not going to win this year. Not, not this not year. Not this year. Not this year. So uh, on the show, we like to play a, a small game. If you want to, if you're up for it, it's a. It's called this and that. We ask you a couple quick questions, and they're going to be weird. I'm not going to lie to you, Larry. They're not. They're not. They're not the best of questions, but. They're gonna. They're here That's to just right. uh, joke around a little bit and, and see all what right, you think. All right, here we go. All right, my first this and that question for you, sir, uh, is is trust me when I tell you I'm gonna try to hit it hard here. Which quarterback is the greatest you've ever seen? Oh boy. Yeah, I have to do this because George is a huge Tom Brady fan. So the, the court. Oh, you mean NFL too? You and, mean? Yeah, NFL quarterback that you've ever seen ever. I think between Dan Marino and Joe Montana. Oh, he hit me with. I'm a Dolphin fan, so I love Dan Marino. I love old Dan. When all, when all, hey, boy, you must be in heaven with Tom Brady over there now. Um, He's been. Listen, you're on the show right now, but I get these text messages, (laughs) alerts, updates. He's driving around hoping to see him at Berkeley prep. Practicing. I was going to say. Yeah, he's yeah, loving it. Yeah, I try to, you, try to I'm sure you, you, I'm sure you fly by one Buccaneer place quite a bit now. Yeah. See if oh, you can see over the fence. See. Just see if I can see over the fence. I'm just, too short. Just see if you can see Gronk. <laughs> All right, so All right go ahead, Raul. Fire away. Uh, go ahead, this George. next one here. The question I got for you is who oh. is in all your years of recruiting and been involved in recruiting all the film you see, who is the top player you've seen come out of Florida? Oof. Uh out of Florida. Emma Smith. Really? Um, Great running back, uh, you know. I mean, you know, I mean, his his numbers in the NFL speak for themselves. Yeah. Uh, just an outstanding. I mean, best athlete I think I've seen was Deion Sanders. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, it, he was a freak. I mean, run the ball, defensive back, great baseball player, as you know, he played in, the, in Major League Baseball. But I think Emmett Smith was the best. I think the best football player I ever saw was Herschel Walker. I went to see him play in Georgia, and uh, he was a man-child. Imagine a guy 6'2", 220 pounds, running a 9'7", 100. I saw, him, uh, I, I saw him on Average Joe versus Pro's program where he's older, a little bit retired, and he still looked like, still, he, like he could still. play. And he Beast. ran this guy over, and I, I felt so bad for that guy. Like, why would you even go against Herschel Walker, man? No, why? you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't. It was pretty bad. So I give you some. I give you some OG answers here. No, so that's you get perfect. A, we you love get a it. Chance. We love it. Here's my next one for you: Is hot dog a sandwich? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's it's on a it's on a bun. It's on bread. It's on, a bun. it's on bread. I can tell George doesn't agree. No. <laughs> George is George is on the fence. He's on the fence about I'm on the fence. It. He's on the fence. But it's about like it. in between two. It's like in between the bread. So I think it is. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, a sandwich. Absolutely. See, for me, for me, it's not open. To me, when I think about a bun, has two sides. It's open. It's not tied together. Yeah, he, yeah. he's he's it's, it's tied. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a, a is, a pita, is a pita bread a sandwich? No, oh, that's, that's a great question. On, uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't consider that a sandwich. Now I gotta uh, add that to this and that. I gotta ask somebody else. <laughs> All right, this next one I got for you here. I want you to settle this debate. We've had this debate on the show quite a bit. LeBron James or MJ? Who is your goat? MJ, because uh, I because I've had an opportunity to watch them both, you know, live and seen them. I think MJ just he just MJ just. Um, yeah, I just think MJ was just such a well. For, if you saw the special, you could see oh, yeah. you, you you could understand. He was just a different person. I mean, he was so confident in everything he did. Uh, LeBron is too, but you know, LeBron is just it's a different era. Yeah, uh, but um, couldn't go wrong with either. But I think MJ. Okay, and the last question we have for you, and, and this might seem a little weird, so don't 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 be mad at me. Don't when, give me a Mons Venus yeah. question, please. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. The listeners, only Tampa listeners will know what you're talking about. All right, yeah. But uh, uh, my, my question is this. When you get dressed in the morning, do you put sock, sock, shoe, shoe, or do you put sock, shoe, sock, shoe? Sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Yeah, good guy. The, just just so you know, Larry, guy. there's a couple of psychopaths out here that do it the other way. Uh, <laughs> and I nah. told George, if I see that, I don't, I'm not going, I'm not staying in that room. I don't want to be around them. I, I don't want to do anything because I have guys in the locker room that would do sock, shoe, sock, shoe. And I'm like, awesome. what are you doing? What, what is wrong with you? That sounds like somebody has served some time, I think. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, this is our section of this and that for the show, man. So, Larry, I, I want to tell you, if you don't mind telling the listeners where they can find you at, because, again, thank you so much for, for recruiting and helping get these kids recruited. I know a lot of our guys are appreciative of it. They've asked me, who's Larry Bloomstein? I said, man, that, He's the guru of this right now, and, and and let's keep him in our good graces and and keep man, it not going. Not a problem, man. I lo- I really enjoy my time. My last, uh, my first and last name, Larry Bluestein. That's my uh, Twitter account. That's my Facebook account. And then I have a website for South Florida called LarryBluestein.com. Dade Broward County. If you want to find out about Dade and Broward, there's some really good stuff. And now I'm doing a uh, a new endeavor. It's a statewide website. It's called PrepRedZoneFlorida.com. Nice. Um, and uh, it's prepredzonefl.com. Uh, in fact, I put out a lot of Tampa guys already. We've been doing it for a month, getting a lot of uh, uh, a lot of play. Uh, we have uh, uh, a couple of people writing for it, and, and uh, so you can reach me all over the place. And uh, yeah, give me a buzz if there's any kids that you want promoted. We'll do it. Put out since January first, uh, 5,200 kids from the state of Florida. Wow, that's wow. a lot. Every uh, corner, every corner, right, freshman and, and, all the way to senior. And if you're a kid in florida man this is somebody you got to shoot a message to and, and give him your ultimate thanks because i know it out there i'll I, get it out there i know i love it man and and, and again we're, this is just one of many shows we would love to have you come on back and talk more football definitely i like, enjoyed it a lot guys. we can elaborate on the beer cans in the background yes, <laughs> yes, there they are. yeah i love it man i love it and we can we can just go ahead and, and shoot the shoot the bobo a little bit more man so i really appreciate you Good sir stuff okay raul thanks george i appreciate it no problem appreciate sir. larry thank you again Hey, on the clock fans, that's unfortunately all the time we got for you guys. Uh, thank you so much to our guests, uh, Chris and Truth Jones. I learned a lot about financial um, prosperity and, and making money, man. I, I didn't have no idea about those things. And I'm, I'm definitely going to be looking into those classes. Also, I want to thank to my special friend, Larry Bloomstein, 
who's been helping get high school kids recruited the last 50 years and who's been doing it for free, uh, no charge at all. I want to thank that man for for coming on the show and and definitely everybody's allowed to come back whenever they want to, man. It was great having both of them on the show. Uh, they're both help, helping people in different ways. Larry's helping kids get to college, and and the truth is helping individuals be more mindset when it comes to finances. Thank you both for joining today's show. Uh, find us on Facebook, on IG, on Twitter by simply searching On The Clock Radio. If you want to join the debate and join the conversations, find our Facebook group. It's On The Clock Radio Sports Talk. Until uh, next time, you're on the clock.